welcome to Beautiful Life. I hope that you have been enjoying our broadcast so far. This year, this is our third installment on our message, Prepare Your Heart for a Fresh Start. On our last broadcast, we talked about how God's remedy, how God's prescription for having uh, a, a heart that is just prime and perfect soil for receiving his promises is one that is not hard or thorny, um, but one that is properly cultivated. We were, remember, we're using these agricultural terms that God uses in his word to communicate to his people. And we left off uh, reading a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 4. Break up your unplowed ground and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise your hearts. And we also read a second verse in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, that we are to sow for ourselves, sow righteousness for ourselves, reap the fruit of unfailing love, break up our unplowed ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and he showers his righteousness upon you. And we learned last time that we were together a, a little bit of the history that was going on in Je Jeremiah's day that, uh, that caused him to use this word uh, to the people, that caused him to prophesy to the people that it was time for them to break up or to plow their hearts. So as we finish up uh, this message today, I want to talk to you about a powerful meaning of what that word plow means in the Hebrew, and it will give you great hope and expectation for all the seed of God's word to take deep root in your heart and ultimately bring forth a harvest. Because remember, if you have, you know, let's say that you, you read a scripture out of the Bible, and that's what the seed is going to be. The seed that is going to go into your ground in 2016 are the uh, scriptures that God, when you meditate in the word of God, the scriptures that God will breathe upon and make personal to you that is his direction for your life, that are his promises for your life. And if that seed lands on ground that uh, is filled with thorns of unbelief, uh, remember, the Lord really, uh, throughout the Bible, uh, exhorts us not to have our hearts uh, hardened through unbelief. A matter of fact, in a scripture in Hebrews, the Lord refers to it as an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart of unbelief is a heart that is not thinking in a way that God thinks about us. And so when we look at this, uh, this portion of scripture uh, and this word plow in the Hebrew, it actually comes from a Hebrew word, and I want to get this right, so I'll turn my page, nair, N-Y-I-R, and it is um, a Hebrew word that means to break up, to furrow, to till, which we can get that picture of uh, someone uh, using a plow uh, to, to plow up ground, but it actually comes from a word meaning to shine, that's right, to shine. It comes from a Hebrew word. The word plow comes from a Hebrew word meaning to glisten. So you might say to yourself, what, what, what would that mean? Like, why would the Hebrews use a word to plow that comes from the word glisten? And don't forget, the Hebrew language is often pictures uh, and expressions 
and uh, language that expresses itself in pictures. Even if we were to take uh, the, the year, the Hebrew year, there will be pictures uh, for each number. So the, the Hebrew people were a very pictorial people when it came to language. And I think this is so wonderful because the word, the reason why they use the word glisten is because when a farmer would rise early in the morning and go to plow his fields and farm his field. The first thing he would do when it was time for planting season is he would plow the ground. And many times it would be uh, the oxen that would, uh, that would take the plow, which is a whole nother message, a whole other message where Jesus tells us to yoke ourselves to him, right? So this plowing of our ground of our hearts is not meant to be something that is laborious and is hard and is a religious activity. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Jesus, just as those two oxen would carry that plow through the field of the farmer, uh, Jesus wants us to yoke ourselves to him. And the Holy Spirit will speak to us about those thoughts that uh, we need to remove from our hearts. He will speak to us about areas in our lives that need his touch of transformation. His way is easy and his burden is light. But nonetheless, as, the, uh, as the, the farmer was moving through the ground and he would, he would get that, that plow moving, he would do it really early in the morning because a farmer's day was really long. And so he would plow the ground and as the sun uh, was shining upon the fresh ground being tilled, it would glisten because the moisture from the dew that was on the ground, and I love that picture, of the Holy Spirit being in your heart. And when the plow comes in, the plow, and we're gonna find out that the plow is repentance. How you plow is you repent. You change the way you're thinking. You exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. So as we, as we move along, I want you to get that picture of how you, as you repent and change your mind about what God thinks about you, what God has for your future, the ground of your heart is, is being tilled and the sun of righteousness, the sun, the love of God, the love of God's sun is shining on that ground and it's glistening. It's why the prophet said, rise and shine for your light has come. 2016 is going to be your year to shine. So stay with me and we'll be right back as we move through these scriptures. Throughout time, God has always reserved for himself a remnant, a people fully sold out to his message and willing to pay the price of radical discipleship. While the church and the world lie in crises, a message is sounding once again throughout the corridors of time that God can alter the course of history through a radical few. Consider Moses, the apostle Paul, Daniel, Noah, Abraham and Peter, just to name a few sold-out radicals to God's calling. Don't settle for the confines of the ordinary when the Father has set His love on you to be extraordinary. Rise up out of the ashes of loss and disappointment and take hold of the one who makes all things new. Join us on an adventure of faith to experience Christianity the way it is supposed to be. Radical, the radical rising remnant. The latest book from Kathy Bixel. Get your copy now at kathybixel.com. 
So we are learning where plowing might look like hard work. It is, it is a great practice spiritually to prepare your heart. So what needs to be, you know, when the farmer went out in the morning to plow that ground to prepare it so that the seed could go in and that the rains could come, he had to move sometimes that there would be rocks. You know, start to think about in 2015, what, how were you thinking about certain things? What, what, uh, what kind of big rocks? Were, were you fearful? Did you have a challenge around fear? Did you have a challenge around anxiety? Um, did you have a challenge about easily getting angered or impatient over situations? All of those things, uh, have you become hopeless about a relationship? Have you become hopeless about uh, something that you should be exercising uh, faith in as you're praying, but yet really deep down you don't believe that God can do something or that God can really change this? But the word of God says that with God, all things are possible, right? All things are possible with God. And so that's the attitude that you are supposed to have as you plow. Now, there's two aspects of ground uh, that farmers say, or you know, when you study agriculture, that they say impact ground. Uh, and there are two of them. One, two aspects of unproductive or attributes of unproductive ground is number one, undisturbed ground. Ground that has not been disturbed for a long time is very hard to plant in or, or plant upon. And also unproductive ground that does not have the right ingredients to produce a harvest. So let's, let's take these two attributes of unproductive ground why your heart could be unproductive to receive the seed, right? To produce a harvest. Uh, the first one is undisturbed. Do you pay any attention to your heart at all? You know, there's so many of us that can get so caught up in the cares of life that can get so caught up in our routines and all the things that the tasks that we have to accomplish every day, going to work, caring for our families. Um, you know, I was a working mother and, um, now I'm still working, but I'm, uh, my, my, my children have left the nest. But there was a lot in my day on top of, you know, on top of my work-related tasks that I had to do as a mom. A lot was going back and forth in car rides to every activity and to school and to church and to, to all those things. And sometimes we get in such a routine, uh, and then you add the, the, the other uh, aspect of life, which is taking care of our physical bodies, right? We all want to eat right. We want to exercise. We want to make time for our, you know, our outer selves as well, our bodies, and be good stewards of what God has given us. So before you know it, our days lead into months, lead into a, several months, and it's very easy to let certain things slide in our inner life. But the Lord wants us, to, wants us primarily to focus on our inner life. The, the, uh, Solomon, Solomon wrote in Proverbs that we are to guard our heart. Uh, one translation says that we are to keep our heart in a secret place. The most, as important as your physical health is, as important as all those uh, outer caring for your body, making sure you know your hair looks good and your clothes are good and all that stuff, it's how we are on the inside. The Lord wants us to pay a lot of attention to what we are on the inside because what is on the inside will dramatically affect the outside. 
How many of you can walk up to a friend and just by looking at them know something's going on, right? Because we wear sometimes on our outside, outer man, what's going on the inside. Medical science proves that most of even the physical ailments and diseases that many uh, people have are a result of things going on inside. Uh, the, we always hear it talked about the mind-body connection. So we want to make sure that we are disturbing our ground. And I'm not talking about an introspective, guilt-ridden approach to life. Am I right with God? Is my heart in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? No, it's just in your time before the word of God, in your time in God's presence when you're worshiping him and you're just being with him and enjoying the pleasure of his company. You know, the Holy Spirit wants us to grow. You know, just like when I raised my children, as much as I loved my children and cared about my children, if I saw something in their lives that I knew ultimately was going to affect the kind of prosperity and the kind of success they would have in life, I would take the time as a loving mother to kind of point it out or in a loving way, correct them, discipline them. And that's what the Holy Spirit does because he wants us to have an, the best harvest ever. Don't forget, this is all about your heart being optimum soil. Soil has to have the right pH. It has to have uh, the right ingredients in it, the right fertilizer, right? We want, we want to fertilize our hearts, which leads to the next attribute of hard ground or ground that isn't producing. And that is, you know, ground that is, that is unproductive because it's too hard. You know, it's too hard. And what happens is when the seed of God's word comes, it just, it just ricochets, you know, it just ricochets off there. But we want our ground, our ground to be soft, our, the ground of our heart to be soft. And so that's why the, um, the, the, the prophet Hosea says, break up your, fa your fallow ground, your unplowed ground. It's time to seek the Lord. By seeking the Lord is how your ground is, is plowed. Praying, interceding, praying in the Holy Spirit, worshiping God, connecting and gathering with other believers. That is how, uh, and welcoming the Holy Spirit to come and send his reign. The Holy Spirit is as reigned. And as much as when we read the word of God, it plows our hearts, meditating in his word, but also the reign of his spirit comes. That's the power of, of uh, plowing that, that ground of our hearts so that we can uh, bring forth a great harvest for God's glory. We'll be back to you in one moment. In this three-part audio series, you will find scripture meditations for divine life, health, and wealth. As the scriptures are brought to life with the accompaniment of instrumental sounds, you will be encouraged by the power of God's spoken word. Meditations for divine life will set you free from that old life of sin, fear, addictions, and depression releasing you into a life filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Meditations for Divine Health gives you a daily dose of God's medicine and fills you in on all your benefits. Meditations for Divine Wealth edifies you to be like the Patriarch Isaac, who while meditating, looked up and saw his camels coming, which was God's provision. This set will elevate your faith to the forefront and calling these areas in your life as though they are. 
visit kathybixel.com to purchase your choice of either a CD or an MP3 download. That's K-A-T-H-Y-B-I-C-H-S-E-L.com. kathybixel.com. So this is the year that we are going to rise and shine, that we are going to have hearts that are ready and prepared to receive the things we cannot think about in our own natural minds that God wants to do in our lives. And as I began to say in the last segment, it is repentance. And I know that repentance has become, you know, like a four-letter word in the church, you know, because like most things in the church, we tend to, you know, as God's people, we get in the ditch over doctrine or we get in the ditch over revealed truth, right? But to fix that ditch, we go in the other ditch. And so now when we hear the word repent, we say, oh, you know, we're not supposed to be focusing on our sin all the time. I'm not talking about a guilt-ridden, laborious approach. I am talking about just changing your mind, making, see, this is the one thing that God can't change for you. He can't change your will. Sooner or later, you have to hear your thoughts and then you have to hear God's truth. And as I, I said, Charles Finney said, a hard heart is one that doesn't receive truth. And oftentimes, um, when we read the Bible, uh, when we read the scriptures, you know, uh, I believe it's Mark Twain that said, it's not, it's not the things in the Bible, the, the uh, portions of the Bible that I don't understand that are my problem. It's the portions of scripture I do understand that are my problem. Because generally, it is what we do understand that we have to make a choice in our soul to agree with. And so all repentance is, is choosing God's word over, choosing God's word over what your thought might be or your thoughts may be about a particular situation. And so just think a moment, what is God revealing to you about your new year? What is it that he wants? What truth? What, what is it? Is your body sick? You know, are you, tired of, um, are you tired of being tired? Are there physical issues that you're dealing with? These are so much a part of God's love for you and his heart for you. He doesn't want you sick. He doesn't want you diseased. See, that's the truth of the seed of God's word. What relationships in your life are out of order? Where can you be believing God in 2016 to be, uh, for the Lord to bring restoration in relationships? Maybe a relationship last year was it, it brought, it brought forth a lot of thorns, right? It just wasn't very productive. Maybe it's your marriage and uh, you, you're experiencing just some discouragement around your marriage. I want the word of God to bring hope to you. Meditate in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the whole, the, what we call the love chapter. Meditate on, on scriptures that, um, that will cause your mind to think about how you can love, how you can serve your spouse, how you can overlook their faults, how you can not, know, not be so touchy and about little comments that are made. And you can start to look at the big picture and look at the positive things that are in, in that marriage and in that relationship. What is God's, what, what can God speak to you 
Maybe he wants to expand your ministry. Maybe you've become small-minded about your ministry, but God is saying, I want you to stretch forth your borders. Maybe you're a pastor listening and you've become burnt out, you know, just from taking care of the sheep or the stress, stresses and the pressures of ministry life or even the financial uh, pressures that would come uh, as, you're tr as you're trying to uh, move forth in the vision that God's giving you for, for your people and for uh, your community. Get some scriptures. Get, spend some time alone with God. I know a lot of times uh, in this time of year, a lot of churches and uh, communities of faith go on corporate fast together. That's a great way to start the year. And actually, that's not even a bad way, a, a bad discipline to just incorporate throughout the year. Ever since I was a, a student, a Bible student, um, I would just, you know, just get away from even, you know, school and I would take that time with the Lord. Sometimes it's a day a week or, or three days. I'd shut everything out just to spend time with the Lord. And you might say, oh, that's easy for you to go, you know, remember I said Bible school, but now I might do it, but I have to plan them in my calendar. You know, I have to put those times in my calendar and let everybody in my world know I am going in my cave because I want to spend time in the presence of the Lord. I want to spend time in his word. I want to seek his face. And as you, you just uh, launch into your fresh start this year and seek his face, I promise you, Jesus is waiting to uh, rain on you a fresh sense of righteousness to let you know that you are his beloved, that he is never going to leave you or forsake you, and that you have to start dreaming big. You know, when God came to Abraham and Sarah, they were barren. They were in their, they, we, you know, near 100 years old or whatever it was. They, the idea of them having a child, and it was a long-awaited promise. See, this is what the, the overarching word that the Lord has given me for 2016. It is the word, it, it, that number 2016 is the number that means in the Greek manifestation, illumination, a, a demonstration of what is there, reality manifesting. I believe this is the year that where we have been believing God for specific promises and praying and standing for breakthrough and for answered prayer concerning many situations in our lives, in our personal lives, in our church communities, and even for our nation. Many of us that have been praying for a shift and change to come in our national life concerning our culture, concerning our government, um, everything, right, concerning our families that this is the year where God just, through the power of his Holy Spirit, rains down on his people in a special, notable way, that it's something notable, that the generations coming after us will, will speak of this 2016 year and say that was a year that God spoke amazing promises and his people received them in their, in their hearts and began to move in faith, and it produced audacious harvests in all of their lives. God wants you to reap a harvest this year of blessing in your physical body, in your, your inner man filled with joy, uh, in your outer man, in your business. Let this be a year. Expand your vision. Expand your financial goals for your business, um, for your work life, and for your family. But most of all, all year long, 
Make sure you're keeping that ground. As God begins to speak words, you're keeping that ground plowed up and ready. And when you have a thought, like clearly, I, you know, I, I have to do some of that. We talked in the last broadcast that I've got to get the broom and sweep some things. All of us do. And we here at Kathy Bixel Ministries and Beautiful Life, we want to be here to minister to you. We want to be here throughout the year to encourage you, to uh, continue to express to you the word of the Lord and uh, let you in on what God's doing. So stay connected with us through our website at kathybixel.com. All that information is on the screen for you. We love you. Uh, send us emails. Let us know how the broadcasts are blessing you, uh, blessing you. And also give us your testimonies. We want to hear all about your testimonies, the good thing, the tests that you are passing, and what God is doing in your life. We love you here at Kathy Bixel Ministries and have an awesome, audacious, beautiful, glorious, magnificent 2016. We trust you enjoyed this episode of Beautiful Life and the teaching ministry of Kathy Bixel. For more information about Kathy, her books, downloads, and CDs, please visit beautifullifetv.com. If you are interested in Kathy's teaching schedule, or perhaps you would like her to speak at a church or event near you, please email info at beautifullifetv.com. We would like to thank you for taking the time to join us as we trust that God's blessing will continue to offer you his beautiful life. So long for now.